Okay, talk normally. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I will read you the Arizona green tea. I think I'm loud. Enjoy America's best-selling ready-to-drink green tea. Arizona. Did Why has it never occurred to me that the Z is capital? Hmm. How can you tell? Because it says... It's bigger than everything. What if the font's just bigger? But it says... Just for that one letter? You never know. Then it was intentionally capitalized. <laughs> That's what bigger font on letters like that means. <laughs> Not if you just enlarge the lowercase letter. That's the thing with yeah, the Z's. Yeah, but with letters like Z and O. O. Did you know you could heat this up? S. You can heat Arizona tea up. I mean, obviously not in the can. I would. You would Why would you want to? It says great hot. It's not. <laughs> Do you know? Yes. No, like, I mean by heating it. How do you like know? Like, putting in a microwave. Because I've left an Arizona tea in the car. Okay, well, that's intact. horrible. That's, that's different. That's Is different. it different? Yeah, yes. Because you left it in the can. She's talking about if you take it out of the can and, like, what, Where you know, does boil it, it say or take it out of the can, though? I, I think that's more common. I, I, that's implied. I think it's definitely implied, considering <laughs> it's a can. Well, obviously, you're not going to microwave it, but well, yeah. you can put it over a fire or leave it in the car, and it gets hot. <laughs> okay, Chris, I want you to get on the phone with Arizona right now and ask them if getting where's it the phone warm Hold on, no, where's in the car was their for intent. more info and questions, I'll do it right now. I don't even care. Did you know you're supposed to shake it? I didn't 1-800. know you supposed to shake it. What's the number? This is the Always More Podcast. Hello and hello. It is May 18th and welcome to the Always More Podcast, where we believe there's always more room at the table for honest questions, meaningful conversations, and deeper understanding. Today on the pod, we are talking about exploding bees, the joy of pooping, chunky or creamy peanut butter, serial killer, serial killer, killing cats couldn't get that in my mouth bleeding ink with josh snyder and so much more but first i'm your host tim lichty and sitting across from me is my best friend christopher thomas ford bonjour and sitting next to me is one of the coolest gen zers in the entire universe harley bink how are you doing hi i'm good how are you doing well That's welcome me. everyone how are we all doing today i am alive yeah about the same with the sound about of alive. music you know the hills are alive with the sound of music. I'm telling you, one of these days, awesome. we need to actually get you like to record some stuff, like musically. Bro, I told you, you tell me when, and I will be here. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. I I don't think he's gonna show up. Bet. Bet. <laughs> All right, let's move this show into what we got today. We got a lot of great things today. I'm really pumped about our interview with Josh uh, Snyder. It's going to be great. But first, and most importantly, before we go any further, were you guys aware that My Chem dropped a new song? Who's that? My Chemical Romance. Oh. After 20 freaking years, they dropped a new song. It, It hasn't been 20 years, but... The new song, still, regardless. I, I was late into the emo phase because of my It was my entire I know it personality. Was. Yeah, it okay? still is. I'm happy it for still you. It still is. <laughs> I'm happy for like you. Like, the first note of that song, I felt eyeliner running down my face, <laughs> and I wasn't even wearing any. I was just... It just comes out. Where is that even coming from? They were not a part of my emo phase, so... How? I, they just weren't. They were gods of emo. I know. How but the, I not? don't think they were, when I got into it, they were, were you not. you a Panic at the Disco Kid? Yes. Yeah, That's it. Sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you yeah. were in one camp or the other. It's yeah. either Panic or My Chem. Not that they were fighting 
factions, but it was one or the other usually. Right. Yeah. So you're telling me it's like the it's the <laughs> it's the emo version of uh, Tupac and uh, um, Biggie, right? No, because again, it's not a fighting faction. Like you can like <laughs> both, but usually it's like you, yeah, I you prefer lean. this yeah. one over the other. Yeah. It, but then like, there's Tupac Fall Out and Biggie, Boy. Like they were ready to kill each other. Yeah. They, nah, some people say they did kill each other. Oh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what? But where does Fall Out Boy? Play into that See, I, that's who I listen to. But Fall again, Out I was late to the game. Fallout Boy was there. I think they're more like the Panic at the Disco. Yeah, like leaning. leaning I listen to them. Good it's Charlotte. like a spectrum. You know what I mean? Good Charlotte was definitely more my chem. Really? I think so. I, see, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. What I'm no, my Chemical Romance is the band that got me into emo. Like that's how I learned that there was a world beyond Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> so I. What a way them. to do it. I wish I, I w- it, it's like borderline worship for me. <laughs> and this song, I was listening to it on the way here. I cried Aww. when I heard it. I was like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. <laughs> it is everything you would want from a My Chemical Romance song. <laughs> and I would be willing to stake my life that if they don't put out another album, people will riot. Mm. Wow. They have to release a full album now because of this song. Yeah, right. dude. I have not heard it, though. No. Me neither. Listen to I'll, it. I'll check it out. I'll pause this recording right now and we can listen <laughs> to it. I don't even care. All right. Let's talk about what one of you guys put into the notes. And it's a, it's a new question. It's a new uh, internet. I've been, I saw this on TikTok and annoying. I haven't seen it blown up yet. But I'm, I'm hoping we get ahead of the curve on this one. It's getting there. Curve on this one. It's getting there. So what are there more in the world of? Eyes or legs? And this is a great question because it really depends on your definition of eyes. And even legs, I guess, to that extent. Because insects, many insects have lots of different eyes, but there's also a lot of insects with many legs. Yeah. See, my first thought on this was like, oh, yeah, there's definitely more eyes because, you know, people lose legs more often than they lose their eyes. But then I was like, hold on. Are we talking about, like, all animals as well? Like... See, I don't know. We, we 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 need to draw. See, that was a problem with the whole wheels versus doors thing. Is there was no, no there was Definition. no boundary. There was yeah. no yeah, yeah. There was no rules here. We but need rules. But I think rules. that's the point of the debate. So, and here's the other thing on that: Are we talking about like googly eyes and legs on a chair? See, that's why I didn't like your whole like wheel bearing things. Like I was like, yeah, but they're so, called yeah. wheel bearings. What do you want from me? <sighs> they are wheels. <laughs> I see. That's why I didn't like that because it's so <laughs> loose with the definition. If you're going purely on animals, eyes and legs, it's tight. Okay, so it's something that yeah, is called know. an eye or called a leg, then, and we're only talking about living creatures. Correct. Not like dolls or tables or anything like that. I mean, I guess you could. Oh, go ahead. I'll let you do it. I have no, an idea. I, I would. That was it. That would, like that is our our basis. So I, I would say, are there more eyes or more legs? Do ants have two eyes? Mm. Ants have compound eyes. See, that's what I'm. See, that's where we need to find more definitions. Because if you could just go by ants alone, which there are billions of in the world, there's, there's yeah. so many more than billions. There's like billions per colony, right? Yeah. Then I think legs have it because they have six legs, so they win. <laughs> just the ants. Just the ants. <laughs> just the ants. <laughs> but then millipedes and centipedes. There's not that many compared to ants. There's so many more ants than spiders. Right. Have you been to a rainforest? I know there, but there's ants in those rainforests too, dude. Like in Honduras, though, like every step I take, I'm killing a centipede. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think there's more ants than there are all, all right, the other insects see. combined. Ants have two large compound eyes, a set of simple eyes, which consists of many omatidia. 
Ocelie. Mm. They, uh, they have two eyes. Yeah. Okay. I'm giving, I'm, I think legs. I think because of ants. And termites. Cockroaches. Yeah. They have lots of legs. But then, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think it's ants. Or uh, legs. I think, I think, I think it's ants. I think it's All ants. right. You think it's, it, you think it's legs? <laughs> I All think right. it's legs. Unless, right. How about I'm this? Try, I'm how about think- this? I feel like you're forgetting something very important. Fish. Yeah. Oh, because there's a lot of fish. No legs. Just eyes. Just eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I need to see the stats on how many fish are predicted to be in the ocean versus ants. So many, Tim. The ocean is 75% of the Earth's surface. But uh, most of it is empty. Is it, it? Is it? Yes. Are you sure? It's Google barely it, explored. Google it. That's, what I, that's my point because it's NASA so freaking huge. NASA was invented to explore the ocean and then they changed to space. Because it's so huge. Because they There's, saw something yes. that they weren't <laughs> supposed to see. <laughs> space is much bigger than the ocean and they decided to explore that instead. They said, screw it. We got to get out of here. <laughs> no, nah, we're, <laughs> we're, go. we're gone. We're going. All that's right. It. Guys, you tell us. What do you think? Are there more <laughs> eyes or legs uh, out there within the animal kingdom. Shall we Should we say it like that? Within the animal kingdom, including humans, I'm team eyes. No, you're not. Get I am, out of here. I'm <laughs> team <laughs> eyes, dude. No, I'm team eyes because of fish. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look how many uh, ants are. Uh, ants, dude. Insects. Insects in general. Most insects have more than two. I don't, I don't two. have one. I've, I'm wrong every most time. Most insects have more than two and more, eyes, And most too. animals have more legs and or appendages than they do eyes. Yeah, but also fish. No, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. All right. You're wrong. All the, right, we're moving. Best, but what about, the best um, estimate by scientists placed the number of fish in the ocean at 3 trillion, 500 billion. Not even close. Not even close. 3.5 trillion fish estimated. Ants? That's what I'm looking at. This is, this is live. 10 quintillion ants. <laughs> yeah, we would. <laughs> we would, dude. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, fair. This says 10 billion billion. <laughs> 10 billion billion. That's not a number. <laughs> Come at me, guys. It's, it oh. is legs. Moving on. Legs. All right. Uh, it is time for a part of the show that we really enjoy, and that is Wreck and Ref. All right. This is a part of the show where we give you something that we reviewed or recommend to you all, starting with Christopher. All right. Quiz. So mine is a show that I saw on Apple TV Plus, and I know you're mad about it because it's still not Ted Lasso. I'll get there. I promise you I will. You know what's frustrating? It's because my wife is now watching it, finally watching it, and she is finding so much joy in this show. And I know you would too. I but will. You, but you chose not to. You choose chaos. You choose <laughs> You choose pain and I discomfort. I don't want your you choose, future. You choose to watch shows like the Hillsong documentary that are going to do nothing but degrade you. And you could be watching Ted Lasso, the man whose mustache exuberates so much joy across the universe. The and man whose mustache... <laughs> Exuberance, joy. I think that needs to be on a t-shirt. This mustache will bring you joy, and it's just Ted Lasso's yes. silhouette with the mustache. Yes. I'm here for it. It's right. giving no, 2013. Um, so this show is uh, still ongoing, actually. There's a new episode today. I'm super stoked to watch it. Um, it is called Shining Girls, starring okay. Elizabeth Moss and uh, Philippa... Um, what is her name? Philippa... Sue? Oh, from Hamilton. Yeah. Hamilton. Uh, she was Elizabeth. Yeah. Eliza. Elizabeth. Eliza. Eliza. And, and Peggy. Peggy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, it's called Shining Girls. It is based on a novel by Lauren Bukes. I'm not sure how to say that. Mm. 
But this show is really trippy. So it follows Elizabeth Moss's character, Kirby, uh, which is a name that she picked, through her daily life after a very brutal assault. Okay. Um, not specifically sexual in nature, but implied. Um, definitely physically assaulted, left to be dead, but she somehow survived. And due to that, reality is like shifting in her head constantly. Mm. So like she writes notes about what she knows to be true. Like I have a cat named Grendel. Mm. I live in an apartment with my mom. Kind of like Memento with the tattoos. Similar, yeah. Mm. But like she'll go to work and then something will shift and she comes home and now she's got a dog named Grendel. Mm. And she lives in an apartment with her mom, but it's on, like, the third floor instead of the second floor. So she's, like, scratching things out of her notes as they change. And then sometimes she'll open her notebook and there's no scratches and the notes are just there as normal. Mm. So it's really trippy, like, following this, what could be a mental disorder. Like, I know what's going on because I read the back of the book. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it... As part of the back of the book, like it tells you exactly what's going on, and the whole story is focused on the chase of the person that assaulted her. Oh, okay. But the show is setting that up to be a twist, mm. so I'm trying not to spoil it. Um, so if you haven't read the book, I think and you just want to watch it. I think you just spoiled it for us. <laughs> no, no, no. The the guy that assaulted her. Oh, just her, who it is. The, no, you know exactly who it is. You see the guy throughout the show. Oh. Um, the, the point is like how or if they're going to catch him. Oh, okay. Like, it's kind of a crime series, kind of like a, a mental suspense type thing. Mm. It's really interesting. Psychological thriller. I've never seen anything like it, and I'm so excited to see where the show takes this. All right. Nice. Sounds so, kind of groovy. Let's check it out. I'm on episode five now, I think, and episode six came out today, so we're going to watch that tonight. Mm. Mine, mine shows are fun. Oh yeah, the shows it, like movies it, are good too, fun. but shows especially because yeah. it's long term. You kind of you have to follow it. And mm-hmm. There's more payoff at the end yeah. too. I think so. Facts. Definitely check that out. Shining Girls on Apple TV Plus. Cool. Harley? Nice. Okay, so mine is also kind of book. It is a book. That's it. All three of ours are actually. Yeah. Based off of a book. Oh, yeah, look at that. Okay, so mine is called. It's a series. It's called The Inheritance Games, and it's, heard of it's kind of gotten a little bit of popularity recently, um, but it's basically about this girl. Her name is Avery, and she inherits this, like, billion-dollar fortune here in Texas. And God, I wish that would happen to me. Right. Mm. Um, of course not. won't happen. Um, <laughs> one, because you're not a teen white girl, but it happens to the best of us. So what, because I'm a black man, I can <laughs> inherit things? Whoa. So basically, she inherits this billion dollar fortune she has to figure out all of these games and riddles about why because she doesn't know this man who gave her all this money she doesn't know his family she knows nothing about him um so it's a bunch of riddles and puzzles and clues and stuff like that it's really good it's a three book series the third book comes out in august and apparently they're also doing a tv show about mm. it um so i'm very excited and i just hope that the characters or the actors that they put for the characters, I hope they look like what I envision mm. in my brain. Everybody does. Yeah. Everyone does. There's very certain characters that have very like specific characteristics and like features. And if they don't capture those features, I'm going to be livid. Uh, 
because like one of them, his name is Grayson, and he has like silver gray eyes, and da, da, da. and if they don't get a blonde white boy with silver gray eyes, I'm gonna be mad. I mean, context sort of thing though. Uh, yeah, like that's fine. Oh, okay. But it just. I to say, I, if you're to trying to find like, someone who naturally looks like that, it might be a little hard. Oh yeah, true. But um, yeah, that's I. Yeah, it's very good. Um. I guess it's kind of predictable-ish, but it's still pretty good. Sometimes that's comforting, though. Yeah. Like, being able to, like, okay, I can see where this is going. Yeah. It, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah. Especially if you have mental disorders. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, very good. I understand. All right. For my show, it is also based off of a book. Uh, it is called Under the Banner of Heaven, and it has the, – the synopsis goes like this. A devout detective, Andrew Garfield's faith, is tested as he investigates a brutal murder seemingly connected to an esteemed Utah family spiral into LDS fundamentalism and their distrust in the government. That's it. It is extremely creepy. I actually – this is based off a true story. I don't know what happens, and so I'm trying to stay off of, like, looking too much – details about it if it involves the lds fundamentalists i'm pretty sure my wife knows exactly what happens oh really she went into a spiral recently just listening to all the conspiracies and the court cases Uh, and all that stuff of the flds yeah she knows way more than she should especially considering that we have no ties to the lds (laughs) church (laughs) she just found herself on that side of the internet one day and kind of that's (laughs) it that's exactly what happens that's how it always happens yeah so, anyways, uh, the show is really great. Andrew Garfield is just proving himself to be a phenomenal actor, as we all probably know he is. Um, some other, there's a lot of B-list actors in there. Um, some notable ones: Sam Worthington, um, Daisy Edgar Jones. She plays the uh, the woman who is a, who is killed that you see at the beginning of the show. Uh, Wyatt Russell, uh, Gil Birmingham, Christopher Hairdell, Hairdell. I can't remember his name. Anyways, um, the show is really fantastic. It's really well made. Super creepy. And I'm glad that I don't know where it's going because I kind of want to have that in my brain. You want the surprise. I want the surprise. And it's very interesting coming at it from we, – we've all come from Christian backgrounds. And so, I mean, obviously Mormonism is kind of like a branch off of it. But it's 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 interesting to see the dynamics because it's different in how like their language is a little bit different, like the vernacular around some of their religion. But it's also very similar. And yeah. so, especially with the fundamental, fundamentalist background, it's very similar in how they do things yeah. and how I, they talk I to each other. I work with a lot of Mormons at Vivint because, you know, we're based, based in Utah. Utah. Yeah. The CEO is Mormon or the former CEO is Mormon. Um, my regional manager is Mormon as well. Okay. So, like, I interact with a lot of them. And it is really easy to use what I know of my church language to communicate with them in their own languages. Like when they say things like, Oh yeah, I I know that. Right. Um, a lot of times during the speeches and stuff during the motivational speaking, they'll use scriptures and I'm like, Oh yeah, I know what that says. I I know that scripture. Yeah. Uh, It's a little different, but I know what you're talking about. I see where you're going. So yeah, Yeah. I I would say it's a fantastic show. However, if you have experienced church or religious trauma, I would possibly stay away from it. Caution. Uh, yeah, it is very it is very up in front, and uh, even for me who didn't experience anything crazy, um, it's still pretty pretty hard to watch. And so, but it's a very good show. So cool. Sounds. Very I feel like most shows nowadays are based on books. It's coming out that yeah. way. Yeah. Like as they should be because books are freaking dope. You know <laughs> what I mean? I feel like it's just easy content. 
Yeah. Like as a, a director or producer, you can just be like, yeah, it's this already, is the it's script. already written for us. Like, this yeah. is what we we'll, got. We'll just rewrite it a little bit and call it a day. And right. You, and you can also see if it's worked, like if it has a huge following yeah, if or people whatnot. like the yeah. book, if people whatever have you. Yep. It's kind of cheating, actually, if you think about it. A little bit. A lot of bit. Anyways, up next, it is time for the Gen Z's greatest favorite segment, and that is Harley's Hot Takes. Yeah. Okay. All right, what we got? So mine <laughs> for today, um, there's no other way to say this other than just pooping is kind of fun. Pooping is kind of fun? Yeah. Like, I've been saying that for years. Like, genuinely, like, it's I relief. I love pooping. Like, I get to just sit there. In my own little space and just be on my phone and let things flow and just hang out. And there it's that. Unless I'm like, you know, constipated or it's like one of those bad ones, then those are not as fun. Taco Bell poops. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or like if you have a uterus, like period poops, <laughs> those are bad. I wouldn't know. They're bad. They're real not good. Don't recommend. Um, <laughs> don't recommend. Don't. All right. I'll stay away from it. Yeah, you should. Um, <laughs> But I, I don't only, know. Only on your recommendation. <laughs> yeah. I'll stay away from period peeps. Um, I don't know. I just feel like in general, we don't talk about it enough. Yeah. Everybody's just like, like I'm lactose intolerant. Um. So like, it's like instantly like, oh, as soon as that dairy hits, I got to go. I, I feel like sometimes, sometimes I gotta people go. that are lactose intolerant do it as a threat. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, you're going to be a dick. I'm going to eat some cheese. <laughs> we'll see who wins. Yeah, dude. Like, it's just. Here's my question for you, Harley. Do you poop at parties? Oh. Are you a party pooper? <laughs> I mean, I, I poop at parties, but people don't know because I close the door. I think it's like the second episode we've just like shared this. It's still so good. I hope we keep it going for the rest of the year. Yeah, absolutely. We'll find some way to segue <laughs> yes. into it. How old is that video? Oh, it's got to be at least 15 years old. I don't even know when old. it came out. But yeah, so early great. days of YouTube. So great. Yeah. But I close the door. Harley, that is a good hot take. Thanks. Pooping is, is, is it, yeah. It's like, it's just, I don't know, it's just fun. Thank you, today. Harley, for that. You're welcome. It was and not supposed the, to go where it went, but it, <laughs> All the trails that it, it happened. The, all, the, all the stains that it left behind. All right. Ah. Uh, it is time for uh, another part of the show, and that is... What did I miss? Yes, this is the part of the show we like to present to you some news that you probably didn't hear about. I'm going to start this one off today. Guys, we have a problem. Bees are exploding. I... Continue. What? <laughs> okay, so they are... Here's the, here's the title, and this is not me. This is the title of the article I got this from. Bees are explosively ejaculating to death during heat waves. <laughs> wow, that went a totally different direction than I was expecting. At, okay. Look, at no point during that sentence did I know what the next word was going to be. <laughs> okay, so as you all may have noticed, uh, it's beginning a little bit hotter every summer for longer periods of time, mostly likely due to global warming. And so along with the rising sea levels, we now have to watch out for explosive ejaculating bees. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to live here anymore, man. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. According to Ali, Ali, Ali uh, at dailyhive.com, quote, when the males get too hot, they convulse until they explosively ejaculate to death and a faust the size of their abdomen burst from their lifeless body. Wow. This is a big deal, guys. Not just <laughs> I would say it's a big deal. The size of their... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So there, there is some good news. There is some good what news. What do we do with this information? <laughs> what? 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 Is proportionally, like. It just, it, okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold think on. Think of how on. big a bee is, though. <laughs> okay. According to Dr. Allison McCaff- McAfee, uh, a biochemist who specializes in honeybee fertility, they're two inch. Uh, <laughs> how do you find yourself in that line of work? <laughs> That is so po- specific. Polystyrene covers uh, honeybee fertility, <laughs> not any aspect of honeybees, <laughs> and not the fertility of all bees. Specifically, the fertility of the honeybee because they're important. Yeah. These are vital. I so- agree with you, but how do you find yourself in that field? Somebody's got to do it, Chris. You, exactly, you care about it. You're Someone's a biochemist. And that's, that's one of the things. That you, it's, like, it's like history. You, There's so many areas that you go to, like, into. Wouldn't you want to do it for all bees then? Because not just honeybees are. Po- uh, pollinating i know like that, all bees pollinate well maybe she, it depends on where she lives and they're more accessible to only just you know, you know like look into honeybees I, but like honeybees aren't they like a large portion of the it's a, it's bee a large population portion, yeah. yeah but also there's it's kind there's of like inevitable bees and all kinds of other stuff like, okay look look there's good news here though okay is there have been proven ways to keep the male bees and the hives at the same time cool during extreme heat uh, by using such things as poly polyesterine Polyesterine covers. Um, so, according to Dr. Allison, a biochemist who specializes in the honeybee fertility, as you're making fun of, um, these two-inch covers actually cool the hives for about by about excuse me by about four degrees, enough to keep the creatures alive. Um, but McAfee worries uh, the film won't cool the center of the hive where the queen lives. So, guys, we, we got problems here because if we don't keep the bees alive, we don't keep the plants alive. If we don't keep the plants alive, we die. Right. Hence interstellar. Yes. So, um, guys, we need to save the bees. Do, yeah. do your no, part. I agree. I have a sticker that says save the bees. I bought it for $3, and all three of those dollars went directly to saving the bees. Nice. Nice. Chris, what do you have for us, good sir? Washington City, uh, a Washington City, not Washington City, mm. was ordered to pay $125,000 settlement to a cat accused of killing dozens of pets. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of this going around. It was that bear story I mentioned a few episodes ago. A yeah. People are accusing animals of doing stuff they didn't do. Oh, like when the dog was queer. Yes. Remember that? Man. Wow. How are you just going <laughs> to out this dog, man? He's just trying to live his best what life. What is going on? People leave the animals alone. Leave Brittany alone. <laughs> All right. So Miska, a Aww. tabby cat in Bellevue, Washington, has been embroiled in lawsuits for the past <laughs> for the past decade uh, because she is allegedly a homicidal sociopath. <laughs> According to complaints, Miska has allegedly killed at least dozens of pets. Um, and I keep emphasizing the alleged nature because these crimes, even if Miska had committed them, her court case is kind of taking a weird turn. Wait, um, wait, wait. <laughs> Pause. Question. Is this cat in trial? Like, is this the, is genuine? Is it like, do they have a pet that's like there for, like to represent the cat? Like, what is going on here? No, the cat is <laughs> definitely being sued. The cat and its owner, but mostly the cat. Uh, How is this? This is legal. It's well, it's it takes a twist, like I said. Oh my god! Okay, so in early May, the city of Bellevue and King County were ordered to pay a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars settlement to Anna Danielli, who is Miska's owner, emphasizing the alleged nature of these crimes because, like I said, it's never been proven. Uh, Her court case has taken 
a huge surprise because of that. Yeah. Um, complaints about Miska's alleged misdemeanors have been flooding the King County's regional <laughs> animal services for the past decade, since 2012. Are you kidding me? No. So People have been complaining about this one this cat since 2012. Cat. <laughs> yeah, no, basically. Um, so she, she has been accused of stalking dogs, <laughs> ripping the ears and tails off of bunnies, and killing dozens of animals, including the rabbits, chickens, and ducks. <laughs> um, and this cat is like, fuck you, bunny. <laughs> dude, I've never seen a more uh, fuck around to find out cat <laughs> in my life. Animal control officials ordered Daniele oh. to keep Miska inside or in an area secured with a padlock or... They're coming for her. <laughs> they're coming for Miska. I don't know if you guys heard the sirens, but they're definitely after that cat. <laughs> um, or leashed if she was outside. However, Daniele did not comply as she said being stuck inside would make Miska unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> the way I feel, dude, it's a cat. I don't care if it's unhappy. It, it's going to be unhappy anywhere it is. It's a cat. <laughs> Uh, she filed an appeal against the confinement order a month later, claiming she'd seen six other unconfined cats prowling the neighborhood. One of them closely resembled Miska in stripes and coloring. So this is also a matter of like it could someone's be, faking. Like, it could be another cat. Wow. Muska. Mo- <laughs> Not Miska. Muska. Muska. <laughs> Miska, Muska, Mickey Mouse. I was thinking that. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. All right. Um, over the years, the complaints and... Have I already read that? No. I feel like I already read that. No. no. Over the years, the complaints and fines have steadily been rolling in. By the time Miska uh, reportedly had more than 30 cited <sighs> oh violations gosh. and had accrued more than $30,000 in outstanding fines. How? How? Never mind. Keep going. Keep going. The case has gotten so overblown that Daniele and her lawyers have an entire website dedicated <laughs> to documenting its developments, and we'll include that website in the links. Uh, yes. um, they've left no stone unturned in trying to absolve Miska of her alleged sins. <laughs> Miska is the most prosecuted cat in King County. I think the world. And in the city of Bellevue. That's what's really bothering me, because they said specifically this city and county. Do but we, not further in the state or the world. Do we have a further problem there's, that we're not aware of? There's got to be a cat out there with like $40,000 worth of outstanding it's, fines. It's Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. <laughs> That's it. Good one. Uh, so now it seems, though, that their efforts have paid off. The courts have determined that the city of Bellevue and King County overreached their authority in trying to bring the judge's gavel down on Miska. The courts sided with Daniele and have now ordered the city and the county to pay her a $125,000 settlement due to government overreach. In addition, the years of legal wrangling have cost the city of Bellevue $25,000. So $150,000 to sue this cat, and it didn't even work out. I just... People are dying, Kim. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) There are much bigger issues. And you're trying to sue a cat. A cat. A cat. You know what I mean? A cat. Like, there's no other crimes going on in your county? I think the the most they should have done is sent, like, a city official out to just be like, no. (laughs) Yeah, like. Stop it. Like, that's all it takes. It's a cat. Spray it with some water, and it's fine. (laughs) And it's also, like, are we even applying, like, Miranda rights to this cat right now? You know what I mean? Like. You have the right to remain silent. (laughs) Anything you say can and will be used against you in the court of law. Has she ever been under arrest? We're going to use that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, writing it down in notes. (laughs) Meow. 
it's just like absolutely insane to me. It's bonkers is what it is. Like oh, where this is in Washington State? Yeah. Bellevue. Bellevue, Washington. Yeah. <clears throat> so there you go. That's currently happening. That's not even something that did happen. It's currently happening. I just want to know, like, what is the crime rate in this town? Because if it's, like, so <laughs> incredibly good that they're worried about a cat murdering bunnies. Right. It has to be. <laughs> like, I'm moving there. I'm sorry. It's got to be. The cat's at least my problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, genuinely. I can deal with a murdering cat yeah. if it means I can have some peace. <laughs> yes. For sure. All right, Harley, bring us the last bit of animal news, apparently, this week. Yes. Okay, so Antarctica's Penguin Post Office is now hiring. I saw this. This is great. Um, so basically, um, it's a remote post office in Antarctica, and it says if you're good at sorting mail, selling postage stamps, and counting penguins, this could be the job for you. Um, <laughs> I'm good at all of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, a post office at Port Lockroy, also known as the Penguin Post Office, which is a popular tourist destination. And it's just off the west side of the Antarctic Peninsula. So, so cool. they basically receive about 18,000 visitors oh, each wow. season. And the area is also filled with penguins. Yeah. Lots of penguins, all the penguins. And... Um, so basically what they do is this this team that works at this post office, they count the number of penguins and their chicks to see, like, if the visitation from the people mm. impacts the environment uh, and stuff smart. like that. Um, I love scientists. Yeah. And it's just to ensure, like, the environment is, like, properly cared for and people aren't, you know, taking penguins, right. you know, and shoving them in backpacks. And, and it's like... What Who's it, stealing a penguin? I mean, people do it. I mean... People are crazy, man. People, they're suing cats. <laughs> Fair. Um, but basically, it's not as great as it actually sounds because living in Antarctica sucks. Yeah. You have no cell service. So, so you remember like when that guy that like, was on TikTok? <laughs> that, that, that's the thing you're worried about, the cell service. <laughs> it's also minus 80. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Average. You know, yeah. But what? I was seeing that guy who was like making tic- it was a guy and a girl actually I should say a man and a woman they were making TikToks they they used to live at the South Pole yes that was super cool and then I was like every time they go outside they can only like be out there for like two minutes otherwise yes. they die so you know yeah <laughs> absolutely so maybe insane <laughs> maybe that um and then it also details that the staff members um oh speaking of temperatures by the way can dip as low as twenty three degrees Fahrenheit and feel colder with the windshield. A little bit north of um, So a little bit higher than negative 80, but like, you know. <laughs> so the northern part All right. of the area. <laughs> yeah. All right. The western, western half, remember. Um, but basically staff members will share a single bedroom and there's no toilet. It's a compostable camping toilet. Hmm. Um, it has to be emptied daily. Um, there's no running water or showers. Right. <laughs> there <it> goes. <laughs> Literally, yeah. I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but visiting ships are the only way that staff can go take showers. Mm. So it, and those only come every couple days. So it says, like, the longest people have gone without showering is weeks at a time. Ooh. So nah. that's <laughs> great, right? Could um, not do it. <laughs> sounds like a plan. Um, and then, obviously, communication. Um, there's no service. You can't call. No, no text. No If there's TikTok. electricity, I got my Xbox. I mean. In Antarctica. No you one can't can play with screen. no one. That's fine. I got plenty of games I play on my own. <laughs> Playing Star Wars Battlefront. I don't need people. <laughs> I've got Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get that 100. <laughs> but yeah, so if you really want, you can try. But who knows if you'll succeed. But yeah, you can count penguins and live in the freezing cold. 
if you're a and si- not take showers. If you're a single person, I mean, and you're trying to live life and trying to explore and trying to, you know. Yeah. I mean. If you, and you can handle the cold. Right. I mean, but it's only like 23. Only 23. Yeah. You'll be okay. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was so cute. Well, that's a lot of fun stories we had today. All animal related and crazy and and books and books. We were all in the same wow, wavelength. Wow, got some vibes today. We're, you know, great minds think alike. We're starting to get closer. Yes. Are we? No. I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Not except for Chris. <laughs> all right, guys, we have wow. a fantastic <laughs> interview coming up next. Uh, so do not go away. Do not leave us. We will be right back after this commercial break. Commercial break. All right. Welcome back, ladies and germs. Today, we are going to talk about a topic very near and dear to my heart, quite literally. Um, tattoos, which is funny because, you know, you yeah, tattooed It's right heart. there. Um, where did they come I, from? I, I caught that. That was good. <laughs> right? That was good. Okay. Did you write that one down? I did. That was good. Absolutely. That was good. Proud right. of you. Um, no. So, joining us um, as part of the Always More fam, today we have a friend of mine, a friend of my family's. A professional tattoo artist and amateur race car driver, Josh Snyder. They're monster trucks. Whatever. Okay. It's all the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? How you doing? It's my culture. Okay. So, that, that is you know. absolutely your <laughs> yeah, culture. I don't 100%. know if you guys could tell by the beard, but it is yeah. 100% his culture. Um, no, so this is Josh Snyder. This is the man who's What's done up? all of my tattoos. He has done most of my wife's tattoos, if not all. I think, I all, think all. All but one, I think. Because you didn't do the one on her ribs. Mm. All the ones that matter. Yeah. And yeah. then you've done almost all of Tyler's, too. I have done all of Tyler's. Not the not the one in the ditch. What do you get in this ditch? The black sheep. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the one I make fun of him for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, the Josh. Clip art. Welcome, <laughs> to the, <laughs> welcome to the pod. Yeah, what's up? Tell us Happy about yourself. What's, what's going on in your life? Who are you and what do you, what do you stand for? <clears throat> Oof, that's a loaded question. It really is, and I, I know that you said about this you. Was a family podcast. <laughs> uh, my name is Josh Snyder. Um, been tattooing for a pretty substantial amount of time, considering my age, I guess. What time is it? One fifty-four. So I've been tattooing it about fifteen and a half years. I thought you were going to um, say minutes. <laughs> yeah. uh, November. This November will be sixteen years. Wow. Um, most of it's been in this area. Um, I'm from this area. For right. people that don't know what this area is, we're in Central Texas. My dad, uh, dad was military for 24 years. I grew up on Fort Hood, you know, so most of my time has been in this area. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, what do you want to know specifically? You want, like, um, the, well, since the topic of the today's spiel? interview is tattoos, let's learn what? a little bit about you. That's not tattoos first. Okay. So uh, like my social is fine. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, um, what did you go to school? Did you, uh, graduate? I dropped out of college twice. So, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First time it didn't stick. And I thought like, you know, maybe we'll give that a second try next semester. And that one didn't stick either. Fair but I, I knew pretty early on that like all of the routes I wanted to take in life weren't college course related, if that makes sense. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it's not for everybody. A whole lot of life happened in a short amount of time. And I was kind of given an opportunity to learn how to tattoo. So I dropped everything, moved about two hours away, was basically homeless for like a year. 
lived yeah. in lived in a 97 Honda Civic. Nice. Um, my brother was like a vice president. Uh, so I moved out to Stephenville where Tarleton State University is. And my brother was the vice president of the Delta Chi fraternity. Okay. So I would kind of crash in the D Chi house for a while. Um, there was one guy there that I knew he had a dorm, but he stayed in the house. So I waited until he got drunk one night and stole his dorm key out of his wallet. And nice. I like was able to squat in the dorms for like a good like three months before I got caught. That's awesome. So that was tight, you know. Um, yeah. So Fun times. I learned almost nothing there. Um, <laughs> I learned after about a year that the guy that was teaching me was more interested in like free slave labor than actually teaching someone. So uh, I would just tattoo the fraternity brothers at the decai house, like on the, like I'd lay them across the kitchen table and tattoo their backs. Terrible, terrible tattoos. But this is where I kind of cut my teeth. Okay. And then when that started to run its course and I was like kind of tired of being homeless, I moved back to this area, went to the first shop that was the closest to my house. Terrible tattoo shop. It's not even open anymore. Um, Walked in and I was like, hey, I'm just looking to finish my apprenticeship. You know what I mean? Smart. And the guy's like, well, you got your stuff? Yeah. And he goes, okay. Well, tattoo me. Okay. So I went out to the car and grabbed my stuff, and I did this stormtrooper helmet with a rose. Terrible, terrible tattoo. Did it on his shin. It took like four hours, you know, for like an hour and a half tattoo. And he kind of stands up and checks it out in the mirror. And this thing's just hammered dog meat. And he's like, <clears throat> I don't think I really have anything to teach you. You want a job? And that was it. Nice. I became a tattooer <laughs> that day. I was like, yeah, like, uh, where do I set up, you know? And the next day I took my first walk in, and that was 15 and a half years ago now. So All right. The rest is history, as they say. And obviously you've gotten better because none a of mine look like hammered dog meat. Uh, you know. Anymore. It's a matter of perspective. <laughs> we don't need to go into that. Yeah, <laughs> I keep the one hidden on my yeah. butt, but, you know, other than that. Uh, so I worked there for a while until I was, you know, and, and I say this um, with confidence, not cockiness, you know, like right. take this with a grain of salt, but until I was kind of better than everyone there because I had a little bit more drive, and like I said, it was a bad shop. And then I went to, like, a slightly less crappy shop, and I did that for, like, a year until I was a little better. You know, I just kind of went to these pockets of information and absorbed what I could and then moved on um, until eventually I, I wound up at the shop that I was at when you and I met. Right. And, I, you know, that's where I really kind of had to forget everything that I had learned the wrong way and kind of rebuilt back everything. up the right way, yeah. And then seven years ago, we opened uh, Iron Right. Right. Iron Right Tattoo in Killing, Texas. if you guys aren't aware, wearing his shirt right now, wearing some merch. I'm not. I'm um, sponsored. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so then seven years ago, everything kind of came to a head at that shop that you had met me at. Um, It became a really toxic environment. That's why I'm not saying any names. I prefer to kind of... We let our work speak for itself. I'm not here to drag yeah. anybody else. You, you don't want to crap talk. I'm not going to be that guy, you know. Um, they do enough of that for us. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we decided that it was time to kind of head out and do our own thing. We, as in me and my business partner, James Duper, we own um, Iron Right Tattoo together. Nice. Um, and he actually just opened a second location in Georgetown. So Which is also nice. Yeah, if you're I've, more in the I've Austin. I've been out to both of those. Yeah. If you're in like the Austin Round Rock area, we have a Georgetown location now. Uh, if you're in Fort Hood, you know, holla at your boy. Yeah. yeah. So that was about seven years ago, and 
here we are. All right, cool, man. Well, thank you for the little bit of history. You're yeah. welcome to go. No, no I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, so like I said, this is going to be interview style, so I've got some questions. Uh, feel free to interject any answers or any subtext that you want to add to cool. it. But let's get started. Let me uh, do my Johnny Depp impression. All right. <laughs> Objection hearsay. Hearsay, I guess, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, so first off, what are your favorite styles to tattoo? I predominantly work in traditional American, traditional Japanese. I could do other styles, but if it's left to me or if I know that I can talk you into getting what you want in my style, that's probably how it's going to go. Which down. you're pretty good at, by the way. Yeah. And if I can't, um, we do host a few artists at Iron Right that are proficient in more like black and gray realism and stuff like that. Yeah. So we can make sure, you know. So if, if, if you I can't don't do, do it, it you've well, got I'll make sure someone does. Yeah, I got a guy for that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, how would you describe the American traditional style then? Like, what does that entail? <sighs> it's tough. When you look at a tattoo and you're like, "That's tough, dude." Like, I feel tough. Like old school navy. Yeah. It's, it's it's bold lines. It's built to last, um, and that's really the selling point for traditional. It's not just the aesthetic. Obviously, the aesthetic is what originally, you know, sort of initially draws people to it. But it's the fact that we know what it looks like 40 years in the skin, 50 years in the skin. It's already proven the test of time. And now, you know, we're seeing these sort of trending styles that have only been popular for five years, 10 years. And now we're seeing them five, 10 years later. And like, that looks like crap. Like that looks like it's 30 years old and it's like two years old. So like as cool as the watercolor tattoos are. They're just not built to last, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, black is a, there's a different chemical consistency to black pigment. Okay, it sort of plastifies in the skin. It becomes almost hard, and it creates a little fence that color can't run past. So it's not just a matter of aesthetics. Like, tattoos need black lines. Like, they need black to hold up. You know what I mean? Everything else pretty much stays liquid in the skin for the life of the tattoo. Kind of bleeds as time goes on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's... You know, if you put a bunch of sheep in a yard with no fence, you can't expect them to stay in the yard. You know, Fair enough. <laughs> they're they're going to wander. Yeah. You know? So kind of the same same concept. OK, so when it comes to in. when it comes to ink and different things like that, obviously, there's a little bit of chemistry that goes into it. I'd say tattooing is like 25 percent art. And the rest of it is probably more biology and science. You know what I mean? OK, like we're doing these sort of uh, biological processes. I don't know what the plural for processes is. Probably I, just processes, I think it's processes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds right. right? It sounds good, yeah. Um, and we're just doing it in a specific, you know, pattern that happens to be appealing to the eye. But you have to know, you know, needle depth, um, for instance, I mean, you have seven layers of skin. We basically have to deposit ink between the third and fourth layer. If we do anything like first or second layer, it's going to fall out. If you go below the fourth layer, it's going to blow out because the skin becomes a different consistency. Right. Um, the space between the molecules of your skin is too far apart at that lower consistency, so it's not going to hold ink. It's going to spread. So, yeah, I mean, you have to know that stuff, and a lot of that stuff just comes from time. Experience. You, know, you screw up enough tattoos, and you'll realize, like, Oh, that thing I did on that tattoo that didn't get screwed up worked, you know? Yeah. So I'm just going to do some more of that and less of this thing over here, you know? But then with your clients, like, you got to make them think that it's great, too, <laughs> if even if it's not. To a degree. To a degree. I am a big proponent of owning your mistakes. Good. If I screw up somebody's tattoo, I'll be the first to be like, yeah, man, like, I'm sorry. Let me know what I can do to make it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And fortunately, it happens 
less the, the the longer you've been tattooing, the less it happens. But I tell people that in the beginning, like learning how to tattoo is you learn how to hide your mistakes before you learn how to do a nice tattoo. You know, like before you learn how to pull a good line, you learn how to hide a bad one. So okay. <laughs> I it's think a that, little concerning, yeah. but, but I mean, I mean it, you know, it, it gets done. Like yeah. I said, mine all look good. I'm happy with mine. So yeah, no complaints. Luckily you caught me. I caught you on the top tier. Yeah, pretty later, <laughs> later on in life. Yeah. Not at those first like three if or I four I met shots. you 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. And there's plenty of tattoos floating around out there that I did 15 years ago that I'm just like, just lose my number, bro. Like, you know, <laughs> just ghost them. Yeah, just pretend we didn't know each other. You know. All right, fair enough. <laughs> um, speaking of tattoo history, then who would be some of your role models in the tattoo world? Currently or historically? Both. Um, obviously, you know, you you especially when you're first getting into it, you. It's like with anything, right? You, you start at that surface level. Nobody jumps straight into the deep history of people you've never heard about with right. anything. I don't right. care if you work in construction or graphic design or something. Like, you're going to know the people that everyone knows. You know what I mean? So it, it's kind of still that same thought process. Um, the shop that I was going to when I was getting tattooed before I ever learned how to tattoo Fortunately, the dude there was a big proponent of traditional tattooing. So he kind of preached that gospel to me. So then when I started to get into it, you know, I, I was looking at the Sailor Jerry's and the, you know, the basic people that people that don't know anything about tattooing still know those names. You yeah. know what I mean? It's um, literally the only tattoo artist name yeah. I know. Sailor Jerry and you. <laughs> and Ed Hardy. You know Ed Hardy. And oh, Ed yeah. Hardy, honestly, is like the godfather of modern tattooing. Like there's a saying in tattooing that if you come up with anything cool or clever, like something a little different, we say Hardy did it first. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like anything you can think of, like he did it first and he did it better. Which is hilarious because yeah. I make fun of people in Ed Hardy shirts. That's the thing, though, is that's a Christian auto show issue, not an Ed Hardy issue. You know what I mean? In the tattoo community, especially the traditional tattoo community, Ed Hardy is like S tier. Like that's top of the list. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like your tattooer's favorite tattooer, like Ed Hardy's in the top three, guaranteed. Okay. But, I mean, he got $7.7 million to sell a handful of drawings in his name. Like, I'll sell out today, bro. Like, today. <laughs> if anyone's watching, you know, like, today. And for dramatically less money. <laughs> dramatically less money. I always tell people that. Like, why are you mad at somebody yeah. for making money for yeah. doing what they do? Like, if somebody asked me to sell one of my poems for a million dollars, on the spot. Today. I don't even care which one. Yeah. You can pick. You can pick my name, dude. Like, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? you want. Like, yeah, I'll sign would, the paperwork. I would absolutely sell out. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm in the market to sell out. Let me make that. Clear. Yeah. If anyone out there's looking, like that's the whole point behind what I do. Yeah. I'm for sale. Like Cheat this, this podcast. Cheat. If you want to buy this podcast from us, we will absolutely sell it to you. Just it, let us know. Specifically, this episode. Like I'm piggybacking on this deal. <laughs> we'll cut know? him in for a good chunk, dude. Like three percent. Like I said, I don't need a lot. You know what I mean? We're probably gonna make like 38 cents <laughs> off of this episode at most, dude. I'll get you, though. I'll get you. The, 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 the legally binding contract the in the state of Texas. The <laughs> I got verbal you. agreement. All right? I want my 3%. <laughs> all right, man. Um, next question, moving on from there. What, obviously, you went into a little bit of the history of it, but what mm -hmm. motivated you specifically to get into tattooing? Um, I really like the culture, you know? I've, I've always been sort of that 
counterculture dude you know what i mean yes Even in, in high school and stuff like that like i was always kind of it it, it was weird and again I, I i don't i struggle to talk about myself because i always feel like it sounds so uh arrogant Braggy. yeah i don't want to be braggadocious but like i was pretty popular at high school you know i was voted the class clown you know what i mean so i was kind of that counterculture kid but not like the quiet back of the corner kid you know what i'm saying i was still uh so so i've always been drawn more toward that sort of subsect of life you know what i'm saying i uh I was in a bunch of grindcore bands in high school and that kind of stuff, you know. Of course, so you were. not like the weird, quiet, starving artist that you know is like, I don't know, crying in the back of history class and stuff. But I, I've always been drawn to that sort of um, part of society. I think um, it's just that general sort of distrust of authority, you know. Very Nirvana. Uh, and, and I feel like when you're an artist and a skater and sort of have an issue with like you know authority figures and stuff like that like the amalgamation of that is, that, is tattooing you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah it's yeah. not a, it's not a leap you know um and my earliest memories because i wasn't raised around tattoos you know everybody every tattooer has that like oh my grandpa when i was nine years old had a naked lady on his form i, di I didn't have that you know but i did i have some pretty clear-cut memories when i was probably 10 or 11 years old of me being, me drawing on my friends in the cafeteria during lunch, and they would give me like their slice of pizza or like a dollar for the vending machine or something yeah. like that, you know. And that was like my first like, dang, like I can make I, money I can make doing, money this. doing <laughs> this, you know. Like, dang, people want this, you know what I mean? To the point where I would even be in class and I would draw like a little flash sheet that morning, and then like that day at lunch, you know, like oh, these are today's this designs. Draw, what do you yeah. want, you know? Um, yeah, so, so I had to find my way into tattooing. It, it wasn't presented to me, you gotcha. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, which I think makes it, makes it cooler for me personally. It, it makes it feel like it's mine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, like I. It's a path you carved yeah, out for yourself. I earned it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause my dad, like I said, did 24 years in the military. I grew up on Fort Hood. It was just always understood that at some point me or my brother would join the army and then neither of us did. You know what I mean? Yes. So for me to go as far left field as I have, like, and maybe that was part of it too, you know, like growing up in sort of that authoritarian military household. A little bit which, of resentment there. Not necessarily, but just like a stronger desire to find something that was mine, you know? Um, and I've always sort of been, and I, I kind of hate this term because, like I said, I think they just sound arrogant, but I've been a, a, a creative, you know, as they call them. Um, and even to this day, I, I'm learning that creative just means a pretty severe case of ADHD. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's actually a mental health disorder. But, you know, to this day, I just have to constantly be making something to feel fulfilled. And it's not always art. Like literally before I came over here, i building a fence in the back half of our property so we can rotate the goats, you know? Yeah. And I do a lot of woodworking and knife making and, and, uh, and I do do art and, you know, I've made music all through high school and I want my own podcast that I don't even know what I'm going to talk about, but I want one just cause I feel like I need to make something at all times. And I think tattooing is a cool professional way for me to scratch that itch. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Every I gotcha. day I get to create something, but I also get to feed my family while I'm doing it. So yeah. it's, it's cool, you know? That is really cool. <clears throat> All right. Um, I so, don't know if I'm even answering your question nah, at this I point. I got the answer. I need cool. it. Cool. <laughs> All right. So next up, what is the coolest tattoo you have ever done? <sighs> Bro, people ask these questions, and I do not know how to answer them. Also probably a, part of the ADHD. Well, I have a general hate for every tattoo I've ever done. But you you have to, right? The second I look at a tattoo and I think, man, that's awesome. What I'm saying out loud is there's I've, no I've room for improvement yeah. in this tattoo. I understand that. And I do the same thing well with my poetry. Tattooing. Like yeah. every time I read yeah. a poem I wrote like a year ago, I'm yeah. like, oh, this if is you love it, awful. like quit writing. Yeah. You know, cause like that it's downhill from here. Yeah. So that's a really hard question for me to ask. I think the tattoos, the coolest tattoos that I do, and this is going to sound like a egotistical masturbation answer. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the coolest tattoos, very rarely you get to do a tattoo that has a, viable impact on someone's life and those are cool moments you know? yeah it might not be a cool tattoo at all actually nine times out of ten i find it's not a cool tattoo but maybe it's cathartic or maybe it's someone getting closure over the loss of a loved one or it, something it like means that. a lot to the yeah person and they'll tear tattoo. up and i'll give them a hug and i'll be like you know keeping your family in my prayers like so i hope it, today it's helped. more the story behind yeah, the tattoo yeah, than the 100%. actual tattoo itself because at the end of the day like yeah i could tattoo a skull every day but then i would just be tattooing a skull every day and skulls are cool they're never going to not be cool you know what i mean yeah but what's to differentiate this skull being the coolest tattoo i've ever done you know if there's not some kind of a neat story behind it because that's all tattoos really are right it's sort of a collection of stories right you know you can get a i don't know one of these pop figures tattooed on you. And it's like, cool, you could have just bought the figure and put it on a shelf. But, like, why did you get it as a tattoo? Because tattoos are cool, right? Like, yeah. that's the only reason we do it. Yeah, maybe it means something. Yeah, maybe it's marking this important point in your life. But at the end of the day, like, you could have embroidered that and framed it and hung it on the wall. You got it as a tattoo because we like the way tattoos look. Yeah. They look cool. They make us feel cool. It's that it's a term that I stole from the Matrix, the original Matrix, uh, residual self-image. And, you know, to me, that means looking the way you feel like you look in your head. You know what I mean? Yeah. And every you. tattoo you get, I think, pushes you closer to that residual self-image. You know what I'm 100%. saying? percent. Every tattoo you get, you feel a little cooler. You walk a little taller. You look in the mirror a little bit longer, you know, like for... A couple hours of your time and a few hundred bucks, like, you have more self-confidence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, it's cool. That's cool. So I think that's, to me, what's cool about tattooing, well, the coolest tattoo I've ever done. Um, <clears throat> there was this lady, this was years ago, massive, massive birthmark, like, from neck to, like, forearm, okay? Mm -hmm. And it was an odd shape. Just real splotchy. One of those, I think they're called wine stains or something like that, where it's like a purpley red color, you know? Yeah. And hers was really splotchy and kind of spidered out in all these weird ways. So uh, she was obviously really self-conscious about that, you know what I mean? And I was like, it's really interesting. Like, don't cover it. Let's incorporate it, you know? And what we did was we did a big cherry blossom tree where – her birthmark was like the texture of the bark. Oh, that's cool. And, and it fit perfect. And now it was a way to take this thing that had caused her so much self-consciousness 
and make it beautiful and make it something that she was really proud of. Yeah. And, and it like reframed that for her. And so to me, like it's a cherry blossom tree. That's not the coolest tattoo I've ever done. You know what I mean? But that story 10 years later, that. yeah, exactly. And that, and that probably changed the course of the rest of her life. You know I'm what I sure. mean? It turned it from this self-conscious, you know, thing where she would dress certain ways to hide it to being this thing that she wants to show off and now it's a conversation starter and now people are like oh my god look that's so cool that you did that with that and you know like yeah so to me i would say that's those are the coolest tattoos i've done you know and like i like i said i know that sounds like oh look how oh, you know what I mean? how much better I, am yeah, yeah. I know you want me to say like oh that mad max monster truck i did last week which don't get me wrong is sick you know like more of that please but um the moments where I go to work and I feel like I made a difference in someone's life today, you know, and it kind of humbles me back to being like, Oh, like you're not like a rock star, you know, like you're just a tattoo or you're just drawing pictures. And sometimes you get to make a difference in someone's life. That's cool. That's cool. All right. So I guess that kind of answers the next question. Uh, What would be your favorite thing to tattoo? Obviously it's those moments and there's nothing else. Skulls, honestly, <laughs> skulls and big cats. You know, if Panthers. you're just looking to get a cool tat and you don't have um, some sort of life altering transition to go through, then go with a skull or a big cat. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I know that about you. Yeah. I feel like every time I walk into your shop, whether it's me or somebody abroad, you're like, "Hey, have you thought about a panther?" Yeah, panthers. I can do a panther it's, coming out of a skull. And if it, if it's got like a biomech, like HR Geiger kind of vibe, <laughs> even better. Mecha Godzilla yeah, type, dude. like a mech skull with a panther coming out of its mouth, and maybe some fire. <laughs> yeah, if there's a way that that can change your life, that will be the coolest tattoo. That's that the I've best ever thing yeah, ever. That's it. That's the answer to the last question. All right. So, what would be your least favorite thing to tattoo then? And bear in mind that people are going to listen to this episode and then go to your shop. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. if you shame them, mm-hmm. I have make no sure you do it really well. Anyone. Shame them real good. Um, again, this might be kind of a long-winded answer. Um, my least favorite thing to tattoo is, is it would not be a specific item. It's probably more of a, a specific client. Um, if you come in with this really rigid mindset ideology of this is what I'm getting and I don't want any changes, um, that's going to be the least favorite. Because every idea that comes in needs changes, every single one. Yeah. First of all, if it's a screenshot of another tattoo, like uh, we don't copy tattoos. That's artistic plagiarism. Like we're not going to do it. We want to redraw it. We can keep the spirit the same. We can keep all the same elements, but we need to redraw it. And second of all, if you haven't been tattooing for 15 years, then you might not realize how much stuff doesn't work in a tattoo. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know your cousin's such a sick artist and he drew this just for you, but like none of this works in the skin. Like long term, this is going to be a bad tattoo. So you have to let us do what we do. Like there's a reason you came in. Yeah. If it was that easy, you would tattoo it on yourself in your living room, but you went to a professional. So like, I feel like that it's, it's equivalent to like 
You don't go to a dentist and then tell them how to clean your teeth. You know what I mean? Like, no, nah, bro. No. I brought my own toothbrush here. You know what I mean? Like, you, you just <laughs> wouldn't do one. it, you know? You wouldn't do it. And if you would, like, then that that's indicative of a larger issue. You You're know? the worst kind of yeah, person. Therapy exists. Go to it, please. Like, save that tattoo money and go find a decent <laughs> therapist. That'll get you at least four sessions. A hundred percent. And it'll probably get you a better tattoo in the long run. Yeah, for sure. Know, once you've... Fought those demons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I would say that would be my least favorite. Rigidity. People the, that are the people not willing that are to not going to take the professionals. Yeah, word and for more it. often than not, if what they're asking for is a bad tattoo, then I'll just turn them down. I'll just say like, hey, like if you're not willing to let us make the changes necessary, then like you know we might not be the shop. For there you. are plenty other shops. Yeah, in the area. there's a lot, and they will print that out. A hundred percent. Slap it straight will. on you and. You know, I keep trying to tell people they're like, oh, I got an appointment at this tattoo shop. Ah, maybe go see my boy Josh first. You know, it's if he won't do it for you or if he can't do it, he'll send you to another shop that's dude, better it's, than it's that. Job one. security. Right. I mean, we do a lot of cover yeah. ups, man. Like, yeah, go on down the street. You know, I'll see you in a few weeks. <laughs> come back when it's all healed. Up. Yeah, I'll yeah. Take care I'll of it. take care of it. Yeah. Double the price now. Obviously. Should have come here first. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of clientele, then your least and best clients. Have you ever tattooed anybody famous? Um. Uh, well, I mean, I guess that's really depends on your. Okay, so nobody Colleen famous, but like. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm actually celebrities. trying to think because there's been a lot of people. I'm trying to think who I specifically have tattooed. Um. Because there was a time when I worked it under the gun in L.A. I was there for about six months. And then I came running back to Texas. Because L.A., am I right? L.A. is right. Um, yeah. So uh, that I went into work that day. And every like all the blinds were drawn and the door was locked. And I guess like Bieber and Selena, when they were still together, oh, nice. were at the shop. And so I was just like, I'm going home. Like, yeah. you guys have the shop locked. Like, I'm not getting work. any walk-ins today. You I know? can't work and you're not going to let me uh, tattoo Bieber or Selena. Yeah. So. And Drake also got tattooed there. So like, you know, that, that kind of, but I'm, that, they were tattooed by other people. So I'm trying to think of like who famous have I specifically tattooed. Um, I mean, I did actually, the reason I'm wearing the Yee hat is the Yee apparel warehouses in Georgetown and we tattooed me and Duber tattooed in an event Yee day that they had uh two weeks ago mm -hmm. um and it's like an influencer event like every single person there you're like oh I know that dude I've oh, seen that guy that yeah I've been watching that dude's videos for like two years like whoa these are like like social media famous, but like legitimately famous people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, and we tattooed a few people there that like later on, I was like, oh, let me see how many followers they have. It's like, oh, that guy's got 800,000 followers. Like, oh, that, that dude's got, you know. So <clears throat> I, I wouldn't say like movie stars, you know, like that level of fame. But, you know, and this actually brings me, we can have this conversation, okay? It's not overtly tattoo related. And that's what a podcast is, right? It's a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. The level of what we consider to be a celebrity has shifted with the rise of social media. Absolutely. You know what has. I mean? Yeah. Like there are people, and, and I think it's cool. It's cool because like A-list, you're A-list celebrity actor. Like those aren't real people. 
You know what I mean? Like they're not, they're not humans. They're not real people. <laughs> they're not going to relate to us in our lives. They don't understand. Know? Yeah, they don't, you know? So, which is why, like when you meet one of them on the street, like you feel like almost that you can walk up to them and be like, Hey, can I get a picture? Cause like, you're not a real person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like They're not out just yeah. doing their grocery yeah. shopping. Like you, you, you know, you exist to like entertain me. What show is but that? But social media is a different story, right? Because these people are legitimately famous, like just as famous as that A-list celebrity actor, but we still see them as real people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they haven't transcended to that. Like you're no longer a real person. And yeah. because of that, when I was at this influencer event, it was harder for me to want to walk up to someone and be like, oh, can I like, get a picture? Oh, it was awesome to meet you, you know, because yeah. like, oh, they're, they're just like trying to live their life. Like, you know, they're just I want to leave them alone. They're you know? just here. They're going to be that just guy. Just being people. And, and I think that's cool, though, because now people can be celebrities, but we view it as an attainable level of celebrity. Yeah, like at any given point, anybody yeah. can go viral. Yeah, and, and, I, and I can still talk to them. You know, and I think mm-hmm. that's why things like Twitch and TikTok and stuff, because someone can be infinitely famous and you can still feel like I can leave a comment and they're actually going to see it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like you I know, need to I have a conversation. <laughs> I'm kind of TikTok famous. I'm, not gonna <laughs> I'm currently sitting at 13.1K. Hey. Not bad, right? I don't know how many I have. I don't even check. And my Instagram just hit 10K. Nice. So, you know. See, that's what I'm saying. We, you we guys are a, we in the, a celebrity yeah, over here in the presence of greatness, but I'm still like a real person. You know? <laughs> still just Super a guy humble. that I can text at any yeah. point. Ask anyone. They'll tell you I'm the most humble person. <laughs> you got to be careful with statements like that, man. That, that's what started my deconstruction of Christianity, truthfully, because like in the book of Exodus, it says Moses was the most humble. Yeah. But apparently Moses was the one that wrote Exodus. So I'm like, hold on. <laughs> He's like, hold on. Ask, ask anyone. Yeah. Moses had that shmeat. Let me tell you. <laughs> Boy was packing. He's <laughs> the most humble yeah. and had the biggest schlong I've ever seen. And there, there weren't a lot of people at this time, so he was definitely the most handsome, for sure. And everybody knew him and loved him. Yeah. Moses, what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, man. All right, moving on from yeah. that one. Uh, let's start. Do you know your wildest tattoo story? Like what, what is again? Okay. What, so this not, is not the, your wildest tattoo. Like what is the weirdest story that you could tell? Uh, my weirdest story is kind of sad, Loki. So this is another one of those questions that people, I think they're expecting like this crazy answer. Yeah. Because, that's exactly what I'm expecting. Well, they've all bought into like the LA Inc. Like, Oh, it's like a drama. It, that's not, it's ne- not never seen that show by the way. <clears throat> um, I've seen the one that Masters. really stuck with me. Um, and I'm going to explain this as scientifically as possible in an attempt to not be graphic, okay? Okay. This older woman, um, and when I say older, I mean, like, probably late 50s, okay? So, like, you know. Older than us, but not, like, Society would old. consider them older, you know? Yeah. Like, not geriatric, but. Ah, 50's a new 30 now, so. Yeah, but like late 50s. Like, we're pushing 60 at this point, you know? So, like, we're getting toward that, like, you know. Uh, anyway, she comes in. She has no tattoos, okay? And I'm next in line. Like, I'm up. So, I go talk to her, and she wants... You know what a Celtic Trinity knot is? The P.O.D. symbol. Yeah, the, okay. the, like, yeah. the triangle, but it's, like, it's like twisty. Like, and, it's yeah. like the Triforce, if you're... But not as cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... She wants that about the size of my pinky nail, tiny, like this, right? And, like, 
if this is the vagina, it's like here. She wants it okay? right there. Like right there. And she's like nervous, right? And no tattoos, like I said. And she's like pushing 60. So I'm like, okay. Like if that's, are you sure? Like, okay, let's do this. Do you really <laughs> I'm want to? up in there and I'm tatting and she's just like, just starts crying. And I'm just like, man, like, does it hurt? And she's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, and, and it's like three lines. Like there's no room for detail or shading. Like it's a single line Trinity, not the size of my pinky nail. So obviously afterwards, you know, she pulls her dress down and I'm like, I got to ask, like, you know, what's going on here? You know, you're like 60, you have no tattoos and you're just like, Vag, that's the first place. Like, yeah. you know, that's where people start, right? Right there. So she's kind of got tears in her eyes and she's like, my husband hasn't touched me in a year. If it takes him another six months to find out that's there, I'm leaving him. And obviously, you know, it's not like six months later, she came and checked in with me at the shop. Like, just to let you know, you know, so I don't know. I have no closure on that story, but that always stuck with me. You don't have like me. a client list? You no, yeah, nope. And I, I will never know. Like, I'm going to die, like, not knowing how that resolved. Wouldn't it be weird if she listens to this podcast? <laughs> yeah. She was like, hey, just wanted to reach out and let <laughs> yeah. you guys know he found it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, it has been lotioned. <laughs> Sorry. Gross and weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like that always stuck with me. You know what I mean? All right. Because that's like a once in a career. Yeah, you moment. don't you don't hear a story like yeah. that too often. Yeah, yeah. So uh unfortunately I don't have this crazy story, you know, like Bro, that was oh, crazy yeah, enough for was... me. <laughs> that was crazy enough for me. Good, good. I'm fine with that. Cool. Um, so I would assume then that's probably one of the weirdest tattoos you've ever done too. Just because of yeah. the backstory, yeah, I'd say it's up there. Um, I've, I've, I mean, I've for sure probably done some weird tattoos, but like, again, it's about the story, right? It's about the story right. because I think weird is such a subjective term. You know, I think it's weird when ten people screenshot the same tree silhouettes from Pinterest and bring them in. I think that's weird, and these are the same people who will not pick flash off the wall in an attempt to be unique. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, we have cool flash on the wall. I want to be unique, nobody just gets. like everyone else. Well, that's the thing. It's like, no one is getting this tattoo flash. You know what I mean? Like if you pick flash off my wall, there is a 99.9% .9 chance. No one has ever gotten that tattooed. But as soon as you screenshot that image and bring it in in an attempt to like finally curate your tattoo selection, like I guarantee you, you're getting a tattoo that a hundred other tattooers are seeing in their shop. Like this week, like yeah. as we speak, someone's tattooing it right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> no, that's a hundred percent accurate. Cause I've seen people walk in and be like, Hey, I want to get this tattoo. And your guys like, uh, I mean, it's just, the best thing about the popularity of tattooing is also the worst thing about the popularity of tattooing. You know what yeah. I mean? I provided a, an awesome life for my family and tattooing specifically in Killeen has given me that my house that I bought our cars that we bought. You know what I mean? Right. Every animal, every singular item in my home. Like if you can pick it up, tattooing paid for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tattooing and killing. Even and that's, a, that's amazing. Up. That's amazing. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like because of the popularity of tattooing, it's become this customer service industry, right? It's not, it's not 
ex-cons and prostitutes in the back of a bar anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's the Karens and the people who are going to tell you how to, how you're, how it's going to go, you know, the Karens and the Britneys. Yeah, I mean, the- yeah. So, it, it, you know, um, because of that, some image will sort of every, every like five years, there's a new like cliche image that everyone is getting tattooed and it kind of shifts. But the problem with that is, Nine times out of ten, it's a really bad tattoo. Like from a technical standpoint, as far as like how it's going to heal, how it's going to age in the skin, it's just not a good tat. Like it's bad, yeah. you know. By by any metric, it's it's a bad tattoo. What is, and those are the ones that go, what is go the crazy current viral. trend right now for bad tattoos? What what's that that one image that as soon as they walk in, you're like, oh god, no. Uh, honestly, unpopular opinion. This is this is where this is where we devolve. Okay. Well, this is your field, so let us know. Anime tats, bro. No, don't say I that. I know. I'm sorry. I'm don't sorry, say that. dude. I'm That's sorry. one that I want. I know. I know. <laughs> I gave you my list. <laughs> I know. Anime tats is the new. Some rapper somewhere decided to put anime in a music video, and now here we are. Everybody and their mom is just obsessed with anime, which and I'm not mad at. I'm I, a big fan I, of the the growth of the anime. Wave. I am though. As a tattooer, I'm mad about it, dude. Like, I'm mad. Okay? <laughs> All right, so in five years, And I'm years, just going to come, come out back. and say it right now. This isn't even a hot take, okay? Naruto's trash, and I want nothing but bad things to happen to that kid. Bro. Said it. Bro. Said it. I'm sorry. All right, look. This is, this is the end of the interview. You can get out. <laughs> Naruto sucks, dude. Have he's, you watched all of it? I, no, because he sucks. Well, there you sucks. go. There you go. Dude, that's like if you ate. Three quarters of a cat turd, and I said, <laughs> "Did you eat it all?" But Naruto's that last quarter is really where it gets. Naruto's not a cat turd. The smoky flavors in the Naruto last quarter man. is the best bowl of miso ramen you have ever had. The fact that you would compare it to miso ramen just shows me that we're from two different backgrounds. When I was a kid, okay, anime was Dragon Ball, and you got made fun of for liking it. Okay, period. Yeah. And now you ask anyone if every single person that i come to and say dude anime is a trend like you're hopping on the bandwagon i'm sorry every person i say that to they all say the same thing i've been watching it my whole life like no i've been watching the last two years i actually have been watching it my whole life though that's fine i've got references all right so so since trends last five years five years from now i'm gonna tell you let's do my anime tattoo and you'll be okay with it no, five years from now, I'll say, haven't you learned from the last five years of human history? But I will allow you to cultivate it the way I always do. I walk in with an idea and I say, here, take this, make it your baby, Let's put do it, it on my skin. Black and gray, you got a deal. All right, sounds good. It's on record. It's been recorded. Sounds good. I'm down with black and gray. All right. I'm going to screen record this. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. Remind me when I get yeah. there. I'm like, no, I don't think I said that. Yeah. It'll be in like Tim, your, Tim, it'll be saved in your favorites. <laughs> You're just going to have my, it prepared. It's my background. You're going to have it pulled up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Getting back to the interview. Um, what would you say would be the hardest tattoo to do? Not that you've done, but to do. The simplest tattoos. People will come in, want to, you want to talk about trends that suck? All right. If you want a quarter inch black band that wraps around your forearm for no damn reason. Or maybe you want two or three of those. It's just super thin little all the way around the forearm, thin black line. Um, no, just no. 
Like you do not understand how difficult that is. You need two perfectly parallel lines. They cannot waver at all, or it's mm-hmm. going to stick out like a sore thumb because there's nothing to it. There's nowhere to hide it. Now you need them wrapping all the way around a asymmetrical surface that has bumps and dips and it tapers from top to bottom. Like yep. it's not, it's not a soda can. You know what I mean? Like you can't just like, whoop, good to go. Uh, you're just, you're just the worst type of person. I'm sorry. Fair enough. <laughs> so with that, uh, I would say that like, simp- as far as like simplest, the actual yeah. technically like technical challenge of tattooing it not necessarily like what i think is aesthetically pleasing or anything like that it's just hard to do and do well maybe like the metatron cube you know what that is it's a nightmare it's literally just perfect circles and perfect lines and about 400 of them so i would say you know like it's important to remember there's a human on the other side of that tattoo machine and that goes both ways right you're you might have a little sniffle that circle is no longer perfect I might be a little fatigued that circle is like, I'm not a machine, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately we haven't reached that like starship troopers level of tattooing yet where you, like, a laser just blasts your arm. You know That's what I mean? one of those ones where you're like, all right, there are websites that will do like the, the longer yeah, than temporary yeah. tattoos. Yeah. Like a They'll mail thing, it to you, know? you. And that's not to say to that people shouldn't get those tattoos, but you have to have realistic expectations. Yeah. You gotta understand like yeah. you're dealing with a person, yes. not a machine. Yeah. I'm not I robot. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's, there's got to be a certain room for error. Yeah. Um, and the thinner you want a line, the, the harder it is, the more any wobble is going to stick out like a sore thumb. You know what I mean? For sure. And certain things, like I said, like the Metatron cube, for instance, like it has to be a thin line because if you use the thick line on that, it all blobs together at right. the intersections, you know? So things like that. Um, the, and they look so simple and, you know, people think like, Oh, this is going to be simple. It's going to be cheap. It's just, just, just a, the band going around my I just arm. Want the, the I mean, that's that's the most difficult thing you could possibly walk in and ask for is yeah. an armband that's a perfect black line that wraps all the way around your arm. Gotcha. All right. So then, outside of the tattoos themselves, what is your biggest pet peeve as an artist? My list is just so long. I just hate so many things yeah. about so many people. Life's just so short, and I have so much hate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Probably, mm. man, that's a, that's a good question because I have to prioritize my list of pet peeves. You know what I'm saying? I got you. So I'm making a mental Excel spreadsheet right now, and and assigning different priorities to different answers. Uh, but just real I quick, your, your the, big three then. The know-it-all guy, right? The guy that comes into the shop that's never done a tattoo a day in his life, but knows everything, you know? Those like, are my oh, least favorite customers how at my job, be. too. Yeah, and, and what's almost worse than that is the know-it-all friend. If you bring a friend with you, like, bro, I'm not even tattooing. Yeah, you. Like, stay over there and shut up. You are literally wasting my air conditioning right now. You know, I like you're absorbing that. AC that I could take. Those are my least favorite. And you're customers. not paying my bills. You know, so I would say that the know-it-all friend is probably the biggest pet peeve. Yeah, you know, and and they they will always say like the same type of stuff. You know, like oh, psh, it goes numb after a while, bro. You know, like it's like sort of the the cliches that people will. 
they're saying it because they've heard other people say it, not because they have any firsthand knowledge of whether or not it's true. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, And then they're the same people that will try to tell their friend, like, yeah, this is all you got to do to take care of it. And I'm just like, you have no clue what you're talking about, you know? Like, if you want your tattoo to get infected, listen to your friend, you know? Yeah. And and sometimes, like, very rarely. Because, like I said, it is a customer service industry. We try to take that into account, you know? We try to treat our customers nice in the way they would want to be treated. Because it's 2022. You have to. Yelp exists. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But there are times where you just have to be like, bro, like, pump the brakes. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's probably easier in your industry than it is in mine, too. It is, 100%. Because we are walking a very fine line. We are in that customer service industry and we want to be, we want to make sure people leave feeling like they had a positive experience and they're happy and they're going to go tell all their friends, like they took such good care of me, but people also come in expecting that certain level of edge that you get from a tattoo. Yeah, shop. Cause you're all a bunch of pirates. And yeah. Comics. So they, they, I think they almost want us to like kind of, be a little edgy and cuss yeah. and so it's like part of the experience it's you like know going what I mean? uh what's that restaurant in san antonio uh dicks, dicks yeah yeah so like yeah, kind dicks. of but like not that they want it but they want they expect the anxiety it. they had before they walked in the shop to be justified you know what i mean yeah if that makes any sense it does in a, in a weird like subconscious kind of way that i don't think people are actively making that decision but like there's that stigma that tattoo artists have, right? Like they're all egotistical dicks, like every one of them, Mm -hmm. you know, they all have a God complex and it's, it's not true. Most of them are just normal people. You know what I mean? Um, I'd say 95% of tattooers that I know, like they have the same issues you have. They're still paying their bills, you know what I'm saying? And putting on, putting their pants on one leg at a time. But I think, um, so they want to leave with a pleasant experience, but still kind of feel like, they can go and tell their friends that they did something edgy that day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. Like, so you know, you know, like, yeah. And I get that. I get that. So we kind of want to provide that experience. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm. I'll definitely make sure you're happy. You got taken care of. Like, you feel like we're friends when you leave because that's what generates return customers, and that's when they go out and tell every single person they know. Like, yeah. oh, that's my that's my homie. Like, that's not my tattooer. Like, oh, I got a guy. No, you know? I, I group you guys, <laughs> tattoo artists, chefs, bartenders. You're yeah. all in the same group it's for sure. As far as I'm concerned, well, it's an intimate moment between complete strangers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. Bubbles don't exist. I'm in your bubble. You're yeah. in my bubble. We're like farting and breathing on each other. Like, and a lot of times we're complete strangers. You know what I mean? And I've got you for three hours, you know? Yeah. So like you, you kind of are friends by the end of it, especially after one or two tattoos, especially if they're kind of longer sessions. Yep. Cause it's like, I'm not going to listen to you breathe for three hours. Like no. tell me about yeah, your kids. You what do you do for work? Me. You know, like what do you think of the new, yeah. Dr. Strange, yeah, we, we you know, whatever. sessions for catch up. Yeah. You know, yeah. And a lot of times we'll go months without seeing each other. And then one decently by the end of a, a long tattoo session, like we almost run out of stuff to talk about. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cause there's not a whole lot of moments in life where you're forced to be three feet away from someone and just like, all right, interact. This is it. Go have fun. Go you for know? It. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. All right, man. Well, uh, like you said, you and uh, Duper started your own shop, mm-hmm. um, Iron Right Tattoo. Again, if we haven't said it enough. R-I-T-E. Yeah, <laughs> R-I-T-E, not R-I-G-H-T. Um, you guys have two locations yes. now, so I'm, I'm assuming you run one and Duper runs the other. More or less, yeah. Okay. That's so basically how it works. What is it like to run your own tattoo shop? Because like we said, it's basically a bunch of pirates and convicts, so how do you keep them in line? 
Well, it is, but I have found in the, in the way that I sort of like like to manage people that um, at the end of the day, that's really all it is. It's just managing people. People want to feel like you're in their corner. You have their back. You know what I mean? And especially tattooers. Um, so I don't find it really challenging, but it's it's that golden rule, right? You know, in every shop that I've worked at prior to owning my own shop, it had that sort of authoritarian dictator boss, you know, like, oh, you need a day off? Well, you better find someone to cover your booth, you know? Yeah. And I just don't do that to my Kind guys. of learning. Yeah, just like, dude. The way you don't want to be off, as a manager. Take the week off because, yeah, I might lose your money this week, but if it means you work for me for the next five to ten years because Definitely you're actually happy here. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, <laughs> there is, okay, at the Home Depot in Temple, which I was at this morning, okay, and there's something about the lights in there. Every time I go into Home Depot, yeah, I have to use the bathroom every yeah, single time. Same. Yeah. There's this 100%. weird little, like, employee hallway that leads to the bathroom where it's, like, kind of, like, customers are there because the bathroom's there. But they also have, like, weird stuff thumbtacked to the walls that's just meant for employees. You know what I mean? Yep. And they've got this big, like, mural painted on the wall right outside the bathrooms. And it says, like, uh, we take care of our employees our employees take care of our customers and everything else takes care of itself you know yeah and like it, it's, a, it's a cheesy corporate slogan but it's fitting but it you works. know what i mean if my tattooers are happy they feel like i've got their back they know that they do not have a toxic work environment they want to be there then that happiness is going to transfer to their clients you yeah. know what i mean 100 percent. and and that's the staying power of tattooing right and that's why there's almost something almost something spiritual about tattooing, okay? Because, uh, you know you know me. I'm not, like, hippie. I don't believe in energies or none of that stuff. But if you have a positive experience while getting tattooed, that stays with you. Absolutely. The same way if you have a super negative experience, every time you look at that tattoo, like, you, it could be the coolest tattoo in the world. But you remember that you experience. You hate it. You hate that tattoo. Because all you're thinking about is, like, man, that dude was such a piece of crap or I was so uncomfortable or I felt like they were trying to take advantage of me or whatever, you know what I mean? And so I think keeping my artists happy means positive experience for my clients. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, that that's only a recipe for success. If you have nothing but happy customers and happy employees, like any business is going to thrive. Yeah. You know? I, I tell the same thing to my people when I have them, <laughs> like, look, Take care of your your tech. Mm -hmm. Take care of your customers, or your tech will take care of your customers. Yeah, like I can go sell an account for however much money, and I know that Jeff is going to get that account installed, and they are going to be happy with it. Yeah, because sure. I am friends with Jeff. We take care of each other, so I know he's got my back on my accounts. Yeah, I've got his back when they call and they're like, "Hey, this doesn't work." Well, it's not Jeff's fault. Let me fix it. For sure. So same yeah, thing. yeah, for sure, a hundred percent. I think it. Um, and that's why I'm saying it's not tattoo specific. It's really just people. Yeah. And it's important to remember that gnarly pirate tattooers are just people. Yeah. They, you know, they're going to go home and complain to their wives about their work environment the same way, you know, a Walmart manager would. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, I, I would say that's the, my most important. It, when any situation pops up, I view it as an opportunity to show my artist that I have their back. You know, yeah. any situation at all. 
um, they need time off, there's a pissed off customer, anything like my, I never, I don't think I've ever had to reprimand anyone at the shop. I've never been like, Oh, you really messed up. I'm like, Hey, screw that person, dude. Like, don't worry about it. We all have off days. You know what I mean? Like I want them to know they can come to me with anything and they're going to be taken care of. Yeah. You know? And, and it's, we're Honestly, pretty successful. I've known a bunch of your tattooists. I've known the, the shop mm. managers and all that stuff. And I would absolutely say that that is how you run your business. Yeah. And I think it, it shows, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't th- I think there's, there's a fine balance between financial success and people success. Um, I think I could be more financially successful if, if I ran it differently but I also think you're going to reach this threshold where you've burned through everyone and no one wants to work for you anymore. Yeah. And there's no more artists in the area and the word's gotten out and, you know, and I've worked at shops that were super successful at one point And now they're like kind of a joke because they've burned every bridge they ever built. You know what I mean? And I think the slow burn financial success is what I'm, I'm shooting for. You yeah, know what I mean? the long haul. Exactly. Okay. Like more of the legacy than the, the quick buck. Gotcha. You know? So speaking of other shops then, is there beef between shops like 1990s rap beef? Um, I wouldn't say beef. I would say that, well, there probably is, but I don't experience any <laughs> Not involved with we, you, right? we, we don't. We just don't play that game. Stay you know what it. I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like our work and our people speak for itself. If I have to talk crap about another shop to get you into my shop, then you already know everything you need to know. Yeah. I would just rather we put our work out and you say like, wow, they do good work. And then you come in the shop and you say, wow, it looks great in here. Wow, that person was really nice to talk to me. Cool. Like, this is where I want to go, you yeah. know? Um, I, I shouldn't have to convince you, okay? Because other shops and the way they manage themselves, like, in a roundabout way, like, sure, Go in there, talk to them, look at their portfolios. That should convince you to come to my shop. And if yep. that doesn't, then maybe you're not an iron right client, you know? Like like not every shop is for everyone. We have a really discerning clientele that's really specific about the style that they like and the way they expect it to be handled. And if you want that sketchy, crappy tattoo shop experience where you really don't know what you're going to get every time you walk in, cool. There's Could plenty of cool shops tattoo. in Killeen. Could be syphilis. Yeah, there's Who a knows? lot of shops in Killeen that'll handle you. You know, we're not that shop. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. So beef, I'm sure, you know, but we just stay out of it. We don't interact with other shops in the area. Like, like period. <laughs> like, you know, Fair enough. We're an island. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that about you guys. Yeah. Uh, secondly, you guys don't do piercings. We do not. Any particular reason for that? That That's probably more of just a business reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a whole separate set of licensing. There's a whole separate set of machinery that you need. Um, there's a humongous overhead cost because you have to have every type of needle and every type of jewelry for every type of piercing that exists. And then you're making seven bucks off this piercing after you know what yeah. i'm saying like so the overhead cost to get into it doesn't really justify the payoff okay um and it's also just like i don't really fully understand why tattoos and piercings go together like Bo- they're, they're two separate processes yeah but it. but you wouldn't go into a tattoo shop and I, I i don't i don't know i don't understand why that's all encompassed you know what i'm saying 
I feel like you can have tattoo shops and you can have piercing shops. I don't know why they got rolled together. Look, man, I I got my piercings at a shop, and I don't even remember which one it was. Oh, there you go. But uh, maybe, yeah, I don't know. I don't actually. Know. No, I do remember. It was the one by the mall that's not there anymore. The Edge took over their mm. their spot. Well, there's a piercing shop, a body mod shop that does piercings in Austin, um, Shaman, and like. If I wanted to get something done, I would go there. You okay. know, I'm sort of seeking out like that discerning professional. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think for some reason, piercings haven't been given that same level of professionalism as like tattoos have. Maybe because there is no show for piercing yet. I don't know. But like people will take the time <laughs> to sort of, yeah. People will take the time to seek out a tattooer. But they're like, all right, some piercing. I'll yeah, just, just go, go to Claire's. Yeah, if somebody's got a needle. We'll get it done. You know what I mean? I used to do mine with a safety pin when I was in middle school. So. <laughs> Dude, I did my right nipple with a safety pin. Oof. Yeah, I was watching Lord of the Rings laying in bed. It took me about an hour to get it all the way through because I'd get it. Like, <laughs> I'd just feel something pop, out. and I'd think, okay. And like 10 minutes later, I'd like push a little, feel something pop. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, terrible idea. All right. Um, let's do this. What outside of tattooing? I think you, you mentioned this briefly. What do you do outside of tattooing? So, Obviously so not piercing. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm really like diagnosably ADHD, you know, which means that you hyper fixate and obsess on something for like a two or three week span. And then the next then thing takes over hobby. and you've just spent $1,500 on this last hobby. Very familiar. Yeah. yeah so. I have a skateboard in my car right now yeah. for, you I don't even this, skate. This, this is like the third <laughs> time I've gotten into skating yeah. in my life. I'm 30 dude. Um, uh, I wrote a book. I make TikToks. I've been having a lot of fun with that, like coming up with little like skits and stuff. It is really fun. I I think the best one um, I've seen from you was the uh, tattoo shop drama. Oh yeah, <laughs> I uh, I do knife making. I do a lot of woodworking. Um, I really like fishing. So because I'm like sort of a creative by nature. Um, I've started making my own fish baits. Um, some of them are hardwood. Some of them are soft plastic. Uh, I'm really big into 3D printing right now, but I like to try to find a way to meld all my hobbies together. So I've been designing in 3D on my iPad baits that I can then print out and use the print to make a silicone mold so I can pour soft plastic baits. That's cool. So, you know, they all yeah. kind of carry each other. Um, do a lot, a lot of like carpentry, building furniture, building fences, stuff like that. Um, drawing and painting, obviously, but I feel like that kind of coincides with yeah. That's all part of the tattoo. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't, dude. You do so. I, I, I just I'll watch a YouTube video and I'll think I can, I can do, do that. that. Yeah, and then I'll go out and spend twelve hundred dollars. I have every tool man has ever conceived of. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I have every single one of them. Some of them are like not even opened. You know, but I'll be at Harbor Freight it. and I'm just like, that's the one. I need you know? it. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, I, I do a lot. I'm always kind of doing something. I'm, I, I'm a big gamer. I like to game, you know, but that's like my wind down of usually something gotcha. productive and creative. That What's I your system of choice? Day. PC right now. Ooh. But I would say if I had to, if I was on a console, it'd probably be PlayStation okay. or Xbox. Cool. Cause I'm a PlayStation guy. Tim's yeah. an Xbox guy. So, I, I uh, PC is just, it's a cheat code, man. You know, you do so much with it. I mean, it's just. Like, I'm playing against people that are on PlayStation, but I have a 120 FOV, and they have an 80 FOV, and I'm getting 
140 frames a second and they're getting 30. Like, I'm going to win. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> like, I'm not breaking any rules, but I'm going to win, you know? Like, aim assist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. I have a controller, so I still have aim assist, you know? So I have the only advantage they have plus, like, four. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, so I, I kind of do a lot, but I'll I'll tend to do it in waves, you know? I'm pretty good though about coming back to old obsessions, you know. So I'd say like every like I have like a three month cycle. Gotcha. Where what I'm into now I was into three months ago. And two weeks from now I'll be into whatever I was into three months before that yeah. point, you know. I understand that yeah. entirely. The basic, that's, that's part of the, the obsession mental, loop. The mental disorder. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I should probably be medicated, but yeah. Hey, you keep yourself out of trouble, you're doing all right. That's true. That's true. I'm not doing drugs or looking up <laughs> weird stuff on the internet. I'm just like there you go. at my garage at midnight trying to make a knife because I saw some dude do it on YouTube. You know? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, last question then, man. Ooh. And then we'll get you out of here. Heater. Where can we find your art? Obviously on my skin, but you know, I was where else? I'll say just throw a rock and killing. <laughs> Somebody's probably got it. Um, so like my socials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where, so where can we find you on social media? Instagram would be Josh Snyder Tattoos, S-N-Y-D-E-R underscore I-R-T. Um, you could also look up Iron Right Tattoo on Instagram and Iron Right Tattoo South would be the Georgetown location, which is also on Instagram. Gotcha. Uh, and like I said, I've been making a lot of content for TikTok lately. Like to the point where I would say I am a content creator, basically. You know? I mean, 100% you are. I'm, I'm not successful at it, but I am creating content. <laughs> you are you know? absolutely And that's just uh, Josh Snyder tattoos on TikTok. And those are probably, like, I have a Facebook, but that's just because to have a business account on, on Instagram, they force you, you to have Facebook, a Facebook yep. page. So do not message me on Facebook. It will go unread, you know? Um, but yeah, that would, that would be the main Josh Snyder tattoos, underscore IRT on Instagram, Josh Snyder tattoos on TikTok. All right. And you've got your shops. Uh, first one is in Colleen, obviously second yes. one's in Georgetown. Yes. Those are, uh, the one in Georgetown is right off of 35. Yeah. It's right off. The and highway. then the one in Colleen is right off of Fort hood and it's, uh, Grand Sierra. pretty much the, uh, Fort hood veterans. and West veterans. Yeah, yeah. Veterans. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys are in need of tattoos, definitely go check out IRT. Um, that they'll get you guys taken care of real nice. Yeah. Um, obviously, like I said, mine is scabbing a little right now cause it's fresh, but still looks real nice. looks just like my wife. Um, She's a little scabby sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say that. And I'm not going to tell her you said that. Don't listen. She'll to hear Janelle. it. Don't listen to no <laughs> spoiler. Watch. That'll be the TikTok clip. You guys. Make. Absolutely. It is. Ma- matter of fact, Tim, make that sure on he's, loop. So right now he's writing in the time. Great. Tight. Um, no, but go check them out. Get them all. Your money, make sure that they have the creative freedom to do whatever they want. And those tattoos are going to be great. I promise you that much. And no matter what style, someone there will take care of Somebody it. can take care of Even it. Even anime. Like, we do it. I just don't like it. He just it. doesn't like it. Yeah. Does anybody at the shop like doing t- anime tattoos? No. But we do have, like, I mean. <sighs> Maybe that should be Melissa's thing. Maybe, yeah. But, but. Everyone at the shop just enjoys tattooing. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, you asking me what I don't like, like, I have to provide a specific answer. But, but at that the end doesn't of the day, mean you're not going to do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm still going to do it. Fun. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'm going to do it. You know, it's not a skull with a panther coming out of its mouth, but, <laughs> you know. Fair enough. Sure. Like, I guess weebs deserve tattoos also, right? Uh, yeah. Some of us. <laughs> All right, man. Anything else that uh, you want to tell us? Thanks for having me on. It was a blast. Thanks for being here, man. I would love to do it again. Uh, we'll see. I would love to do it again. 
on a nerd, on, a nerd on the episode. always more nerd yeah. episode. Because I, I felt myself pulling that way today. I had to, we had to either. reel it back. I feel like that's how most of our conversations mm-hmm. yeah. go, though. They they start wherever we want to start, but then they end up going to the nerd and well, then coming back. It's a defense mechanism, right? Because you'll say something and I'll say, yeah, but Trump. And then we just know, like, hey. If we talk about Jurassic Park, we're in a safe place. Yeah. You know what I mean? hundred percent. We can still be like friends. We can, we can, we can <laughs> yeah. debate our political views all yeah. day long, but yeah. at the end of the day, Jurassic Park and Jurassic Transformers Park. is safe. Yeah. All right, man. Well, <laughs> thanks for stopping by the Always More pod, for joining our family, for being a guest, for all of your knowledge on tattoos and the culture and everything about it. Yeah, Thank man. you for being a friend. I really appreciate you having me. It was fun. All right, guys. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back with the rest of our pod. Stick around. All right, everybody. We are back from that little tiny break. And man, what a fantastic interview. Chris, you're a fantastic uh, interviewer. I do what I can. Uh, it was great. I uh, really enjoyed that conversation. And I, I mean, I say this in the most humble way. Josh is a really fun dude, smart dude. And like a, like, I don't know. It, it just seems like I knew this was going to be a good conversation, but I just, man, it was better than what I thought. Like, if that makes sense. Like, I don't mean that by any derogative mean, but it was just a really good conversation. I'm going to tell Josh that you thought he was going to suck. That is not what I'm saying. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I know that's not what you're saying, but that's what I'm going to tell him. <laughs> I just really enjoyed it because a lot of things he said, he would rabbit trail into these other aspects of life that all still somehow tie back to his job. And it's really fantastic and a great way to think about what he does as an artist. Yeah. Um, and so I just I really enjoyed hearing his perspective because it really was enlightening. It was yeah. just like, oh, I did not expect that out of this conversation. And a lot of people see Josh like covered in tattoos, long beard. You know, he they don't expect what he actually is as a person to mm. come out of what he looks like. Yeah. Which has always been one of my favorite things about him and people like him. It's like you you never get what you expect. Right. Because people don't expect a whole lot, and there is a lot of depth to him. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. I think tattoo artists in general are just some of the most interesting people I've ever met. Like, just sitting there and them stabbing you repeatedly, and you just get to talk about whatever. Like, they have so many good viewpoints, and then it's just, I don't know. Tattoo artists are awesome. I I love what he said, because he said, like, his job is very intimate, because Mm. you spend hours at a time with this, I mean, Somewhat, you can spend hours at a time with this person. And if they're a repeat customer, it it, it accumulates, and mm-hmm. you become you get to know that person. And he kind of mm-hmm. made a joke like, "You don't just sit there and talk about nothing most of the time. You, there's some kind of conversation that's happening, and this person is putting something into your body that's going to stay there for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. It's a very intimate, you know, thing that you, I just never thought about it that way. It's very yeah. very cool. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you again, Josh, for that. And guys, don't forget to uh, check him out on all of his stuff that's in our show notes. Uh, but we got some fan questions today. Yes. And this is the part of the show where we answer <laughs> your questions. And guys, don't forget that we have the Always More Hotline where you can leave a voicemail question. You can do that at 254-218-4042. Once again, that is 254-218-4042. All right, here we go. We got three questions today. Um, Shane asked, do you like chunky or creamy peanut butter? I like the chunky peanut butter. The chunky? Yep. I'm a, I'm a creamy peanut butter guy. Really? Yeah. I don't mind either. 
I if it was just me living by myself, I probably would pick chunky more often. But I, I'm perfectly fine with both. I like just if, if I want chunky peanut butter, I'll just go buy some peanuts. That's my thing. I mean, I guess. <laughs> but it's two in one. It's like it's like you ever like when you were a kid, like you got your sandwiches, you had like the meat in there and the cheese, but then you got like chips and you would put the chips in there. It's like an extra texture. An extra it, yeah. Uh, I get it. It's just not for me. That's why. I just, I don't know. It, crunchy peanut butter is just something that was always associated as a good thing in my childhood. Mm. And so like I see it and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Give me the crunch right now. That's a very specific feeling that yeah, you have. <laughs> it's just so like wholesome and so good. I don't know. Yeah. So in my childhood, I often got food that wasn't supposed to be crunchy. That oh, was. So yeah. for me, like creamy peanut butter is the safest way to yeah. know. No, that's absolutely valid, actually. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Good question. Uh, next, Tierra asked, if you could be any Marvel character, who would you be? So now here's here's my question. Is it who would I be if the universe just allowed me to become a Marvel character or who would I be if I got to choose my Marvel character? Say that again? Like <laughs> if we were just like thrown into the Marvel universe and all of a sudden based on our personalities we were a character, yeah. who would we be? Or is it like if I get to choose who I want to be in that universe, who am I? What are the rules of the question? Yeah, I think it's just if you embodied the life of a Marvel character, who would you embody? Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Good one. Mm. Nice. I would be that one if I got thrown into it. Now, if I got to choose anybody, I would choose Franklin Richards. <laughs> of course. <laughs> because, again, one of the most powerful characters in the entire Marvel Universe, and I can create my own universes, yeah. alter reality at will. Like, that sounds like something I would want. <laughs> Not during are you still, a manic- Are you so bitter about that from, with Justin? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, but if I were just thrown into the Marvel Universe, I think I more closely relate to Miles Morales and Spider-Man. Mm. Mm. Very good. I don't know. I feel like if I was thrown into the world, I would probably... Hmm. Don't know. See, I've always loved like Captain America, so right. I would want that, you know, probably that that life. However, uh, if I was a jerk, I'm I'm a pretty good jerk. I think you can be. I can be a pretty good jerk. I think I would actually fit just fine being Tony Stark. Yeah, I agree. That makes you sense don't have to the me. tolerance for Tony Stark. Mm. The alcohol tolerance, I mean. Oh, how would you know? Because I've seen you drink. Yeah, Harley. How about you? Coming from an alcoholic, on the other <laughs> hand, just um, I don't know. I think I would like to be a uh, Black Widow, Natasha, because mm. just badass. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. cool. Um, but I think if I was like put in the world, I'd probably be like Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> also, still a badass though. Yeah. Uh, like, she's like not one of my favorites. She's you know she's rough around the edges. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, uh. now that being said, would you be Peggy Carter or would you be Captain Carter? Hey, probably Captain. Absolutely, I'm go. too demanding, and like leader. You, you know could be I mean? you could be one of the Valkyrie. You Ooh, think so? Yeah, you got a per- you got the personality for it. Yeah. I also think I would uh, I wouldn't mind being a male character, but I just don't know who I'd fit. Probably yep. like Bucky because I'm broken. But I'm not as aggressive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I'm not like so 
a, what is the word? Distant from reality and like, you know, in oh, okay. my trauma. So, well, when you've been frozen for 60 years. And, right. And then that, yeah. that's all. T- and then turned into a Russian and, spy. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> it happens um, to the best of us. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, ooh, I'd probably want to be Falcon. That'd be fun. Yeah. He's dope. He's hilarious. And then turn into Captain America. Oh. 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 <laughs> Yeah, dude. The new Captain America. <laughs> the new dude, one. I'm so pumped for that movie. Yeah, yeah that's be good. Captain America 4. Yes. I'm so excited. But yeah. All right. Well, last question. Tim, our friend Tim Jude, asked, why are you the way you are? <laughs> Childhood trauma, manic depression. Oh. No. <laughs> Tim, you asked. <laughs> At least he gave a valid answer. But if we're going, like, really, like... What is the, all the classes like psychology and sociology, they're all like, oh, you're who you are based off of your environment and all of oh, your family so and nature friends. versus nurture? So the nature, I mean, it goes that the nature would be the bipolar depression and the nurture would be the childhood trauma. <laughs> Lack of oh. nurture. <laughs> there you go. That explains me in a nutshell. Yeah. I mean. Actually, here's me in a nutshell. Help, I'm in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Why are we the way we are? Because oh. of all the things. I don't know. I love that quote, though. It's a good quote. That's one of the best moments in the office. Why are you the way you are? <laughs> I hate so much about the things you choose to be. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, well, guys, that is our fan questions and also the end of our show. Wow. Oh, no. My table. <laughs> it's my, my table. My table. It's broken. it's broken. Guys, what a fun episode today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Any final thoughts before we close this out? Um, Free my nigga Miska. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's what I got. Uh, uh, I say save the bees and um, be sure to respect your artist. Be sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we're, when we're recording this, it's on Friday the 13th. So that means this is the perfect day for tattoos. Hey. Yeah, they're like $13 tattoos plus usually a $7 setup fee. So you're paying about 20 bucks for a flasher tattoo, which... We should go be manic and go get a Friday the 13th tattoo. I have to work. Ah, how dare you be responsible? Yeah, you picked me on the wrong day. I told you. God. You got to catch me on a manic day. <laughs> Otherwise, I would absolutely go. 100%. Are those scheduled? Like, do you have those pre-planned? Or? Not pre-planned, but I can tell when they're coming. Ah, okay. I've gotten pretty good at, like... Just, like, text or something. I'll just shoot out a text. Hey, guys, <laughs> uh, next week or so, I should be in a manic episode. <laughs> so if you want to do anything fun, let me know. <laughs> You're feeling, um... What's the word? It's X... X, 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 X. Exciting. No. Exaggerating. Mm-mm. Executor. Excessively. No. No, like Excelsior. when you're ex- ex- excited for something, but like not excited. Ah, oh, never mind. Anxious. Okay. It's like a synonym. <laughs> I, that's not X. Anticipatory. Nope, that's an A. Anyways, that's besides the point. <laughs> I'll figure out X-Gall. the word. No, what? Christopher. I'm gonna Google it now. While we while we have time. Like, it, I don't even remember excited the context of the question. Synonym. Exhilarated. Yeah. Exhilarated. Maybe. Exuberant. Egg, mm, that's a better word. Um, Ecstatic. Maybe. Tickled pink. Yep. No, it's fine. Enthusiastic, enraptured, intoxicated. Fever, stirred, electrified, enlivened, animated, Exuberated. elevated, thrilled. I said that already, Tim. Pay attention. <laughs> 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 
Full of beans. <laughs> Why is that here? <laughs> full of beans. <laughs> it sounds like a British term. Our lady, any final words? Um, <laughs> Sexually aroused. Many. Final, final words, <laughs> apparently. I have very, very many final words. Um, just that, I think, I don't know anymore, actually. I'm dying. Um, Animals are really cool. Read your books and keep up with where they go in the future and if they become some movies or invest. Invest in your future. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah, and check out Josh. He's really Yes. Cool. I know a lot of my friends who've outside of Chris, obviously, who have also gotten tattoos by him and he's really great. So it's great dude. Great tattooer. Well, guys, thank you all again for listening to our podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, share, and leave a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at, at AlwaysMorePod. Chris, where can we find you? I want to point out that I always have to read this because I never remember my usernames. Uh, <laughs> but Instagram, I am Captain underscore CT Ford. And on TikTok, I am Christopher dot Lionheart. And Harley, where can we find you? Um, you can find me on the gram at what Harley W-U-T Harley and on the clock app at harleybean.co. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Timothy Lichty and on TikTok at Tim Lichty, L-I-E-C-H-T-Y. Thank you again for listening and being a part of the conversation. And remember, there is always more than this. Bye. Bye. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Always More podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share, like, and rate on whatever your platform of preference is. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at AlwaysMorePod. If you'd like to submit a question, you can ask us on any of our social media platforms, or you can leave us a voicemail at 254-218-4042. If you'd like to feed into our caffeine addiction as well as support the podcast financially, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com forward slash AlwaysMorePod. For further information and to contact us, you can email us at alwaysmorepodcast at gmail.com. Hey, look at you. I know. That, that was, was pretty perfect. good. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Some slight, the college degree is paying off. <laughs>